0: You are listening to the GTT Podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. Okay, hello everybody and welcome to the Wednesday presentation. Today being February the 1st, where is this year going? We we welcome the 30 participants that are on the Zoom call today and we welcome those of you that are listening on the podcast. Uh, once again, today we're we're privileged and honoured to have Michael Fair with us, and the continuation of the Unseen Touch Screen course. This is session number six and part two of the voiceover uh, tutorial and information. So, without further delu- delay, I'll turn things over to Michael and take it away, Mike.
1: Hey, everybody! Well, welcome to this second part of voiceover—the uh, tour of voiceover. It's one of these these things that. Uh, for a couple of these these heavier uh, parts of my uh, guide, I've decided that it might be wiser to do them in halves and take some questions after. And we'll try to do that this time. There's a lot to cover, so we might not have time. But of course, we have the chat session in the third week. If people have questions, uh, they can bring them there as well. So, uh, yeah, voiceover, we ended up last time, we talked a bit about typing methods. And we had... Uh, one of our participants uh, talked about instead of the method I described where you t- uh, touch a letter uh, and uh, then you tap with another finger. Uh, and, indeed, you can use another hand uh, so that your other, your, the idea being your finger doesn't move and therefore you don't lose the letter. Uh, her idea was you find the letter, you then lift your finger off uh, the, the phone and then double tap the next touch. Time you touch any part of your hand touches that screen has to be a tap tap and, and that enters that letter uh so if you can master that you you would gain some speed um uh, the, just as long as as you you didn't accidentally touch and therefore change what was selected uh accidentally so that is another way of using the standard typing method, which we were discussing, the three typing methods last time, the standard the touch typing and the direct touch. Um, so hopefully that, especially for when you're just starting out with your iPhone and you do have to get that the setup process uh, right and get all your identification and stuff in, uh, it's just good to know um, how to do that with with the the, the uh, what you'd be using that is, is typically the standard uh, typing method. I don't believe you can change that until uh, after setup. I could be wrong about that. Um, course you have to know about the rotor which we covered uh today we're going to be continuing our discussion with more of of the voiceover the gestures uh there are some important gestures now for devices that don't have a home button and they help you reach different parts of the operating system and so to to get home Uh, on a device with no home button, what you do, is you touch it near the very bottom of the screen, you hear a little tick, tick, uh, and it's a lower pitch tick, and as you uh, slide your finger upwards, it has to be one finger, slide it upwards, the first thing, the next, uh, as you slide it up, you hear other ticks. There'll be a couple of them, and they're each higher than the last one. So with the next higher tick, when you get up to that point, uh, that is the home uh, spot? So when you touch the finger on the bottom, you hear the lower tick. Uh, slide your finger up till you get to the first higher tick and release at that point, and that gets you home. It, it's more intuitive when you do it. Uh, when you do this a couple of times, it'll just it'll just become second nature. If you slide farther up, the so you, you go past that first higher tick and keep sliding, you get to a second. Tick, and if you release at that point, you get to the app switcher, and that it, it does two things. It lets you flick left and right uh, down a row of all the apps you have open. it will be just in, the, in a long row; it can grow quite long. And then to close an app, you can it's it's a, a three finger uh, swipe upwards uh, will close an app. Uh, Or you can flick upward to where it says close app and then uh, double tap. It'll say close and then the app name and you double tap uh, with one finger and the app will close. So that's what you sort of do in the app switcher. And um, otherwise, the other option is activate. So if you're on an app in in the app switcher and you double tap uh, with one finger and you haven't done the swipe up to get to close, then it will activate and you'll go into that app. So... A bit of a detour there, but worth doing, I think. Um, so that's the gesture to reach the home and the app switcher. And now uh, coming down from the top, uh, you are, at that point, you, you're going to a couple of other areas. And they are the first tick down, uh, similar to, to reaching home, uh, gets you to control center. And if you slide farther down past to the second tick and you release, uh, that gets you to the notification center where you look at all the notifications. We'll be discussing the, all the, the areas in uh, the app switcher, the notification center, the control center. We'll be looking at those in uh, the next lecture, uh, all about the iOS operating system. And that's, that's what you're reaching. There are different parts of iOS that these gestures help you to reach more easily uh, as a blind user than with the, uh, than you could otherwise. Um, so those are uh, just some very important gestures. So it's all about touching near the very top or bottom, depending on what you want to reach, slowly sliding your finger towards the center of the screen, uh, either upward or downward. And you're listening for those higher ticks and releasing at the point of where you want to reach. So it it takes, it's one of those things that it takes it took me maybe an hour to get really comfortable with uh, when they first released that uh, that change. So it's just one more little learning curve of uh, not having a home button. Um, so now VoiceOver is mainly configured in settings. Uh, you know, when you have a screen reader, you have to be able to configure that uh, in a different way so that it suits all your your preferences about how you want it to behave. And that is found in, you go into the settings app. So you go settings, you go accessibility, uh, then you go voiceover. It's the kind of the first setting in accessibility. When you're in there, uh, it'll say, uh, when you're on the button, it says voiceover on, you double tap on that. uh, And then you're in the voiceover settings. Uh, You flick right and you can go over all the different Uh, Settings. The first thing you come to is another thing that says voiceover on. That is an on and off switch. So you don't want to double tap that button unless you want to turn voiceover off for some reason. Um, So go flick past that. Make sure it's a flick to the right um, to get past that. And then you're on to the actual uh, settings that you can alter. And the first one is speaking rate. So you can click up or down. Uh, it's a slider, and those are uh, like little dials, uh, things that you flick up or down to set the value of. And up, of course, goes faster, down goes slower. Uh, very intuitive, and you can get to the right speed. And that's also a heading. So if you ever weigh down in the settings, you want to get back up to the top, you could turn your rotor to headings and flick up and be back to that that heading. Okay, so that is um, the speed uh, control, and so uh, th- th- that's uh, speaking rate that, that you can change the speed of the voice. Uh, sp- the speech button uh, lets you uh, choose the voice, so vo- you're not stuck with the voice if de- it defaults to. You can actually change uh, the voices, and you go into the speech section. The first thing there is the default voice. There are different slots. Um, for voices and voiceover. And you can have, each language can basically have one active voice uh, and the, uh, the, the the extra slot, there's one extra slot for the default voice. And that's what you're, you start with. You can uh, go in there and change uh, the default voice, like the actual, which voice you wanna use. So you double tap on the name of the voice uh, and and then you can flick to the right and you will go through all the other voices in that language uh, as long as you double tap on uh, that t- to indicate, you have to double tap on the voice of name to indicate that you want to select from the number of voices that are there because otherwise you flick past onto the the other elements in the speech dialogue. So because there are, are, of course, you have to be able to control that main voice. So after the name of the voice, you'll find speaking rate and pitch, uh, a bunch of other controls to let you do that. And, uh, and then there's pronunciation. So if you're finding a voice constantly pronounces something wrong, there's a button that lets you change uh, how that voice pronounces a certain word, like a name or something. Uh, so you can go in and actually change that uh, once, you, once you've mastered typing and writing that that sort of thing, you can go in and, and actually change what what it how it pronounces things if you want to. So that's all in the speech settings, uh as well as adding other languages. Um when uh when you add languages to uh the, the rotor the language rotor you then have uh, those slots uh in in the speech Uh, They'll be available in the uh, speech section of settings, and you'll be able to basically go through and uh, select the different voices. You can have more than one voice uh, that is of of the same language on your device. It's just that only one of them can be active at a time and be in one of the active slots. Each language has one slot and different dialects are counted as a language. So for example, I have English uh, US, I have English UK, I have English Australian, English Irish, uh, there's English South African, and there's also Indian. And you can each one of those, despite them all being English, they're they're different dialects, different sound uh, accents. You can have uh, one voice in each of those slots, and then you t- you would turn the rotor to language uh, and be able to flick up and down and easily switch between them. Um, and that that can be handy in certain circumstances. so that's one aspect of of what you'll find in settings and there's there's lots more uh, there are, there's a button called Braille in settings, and that lets you set how Voiceover treats Braille uh i'll be doing a whole un- uh, lecture on braille and how to control your iphone with a braille display um uh but that's you know basically there there's that element of braille and there's also braille screen input uh which is kind of separate from that um but you can basically instead of typing uh on on the qwerty style keyboard uh you can actually put your fingers on the screen like you're positioning your a braille uh device And uh, you can then basically enter in Braille characters by touching with the the appropriate fingers as if they were on a Brailler. And uh, that, for some people, that works really well. I'm not one of them, uh, but my wife is. She can use that very effectively and go quite quickly. Uh, And there are certain gestures for each of of those. Like if you're using uh, Braille input, there are certain special gestures that let you you insert spaces and... Uh, delete characters, things like that. Um, so there's a bit, a few different things to learn uh, to do that, but uh, it, it can help, uh, especially if people have trouble with the QWERTY keyboard and, and having that sort of miniaturized on screen. Uh, a lot of blind people seem to really like the uh, braille screen input. Uh, VoiceOver, once you attach a braille display, Uh, VoiceOver can output all the text to that display. That includes notifications that come to your phone. Uh, That includes everything, reading books, uh, using different apps, reading articles, uh, browsing the web. You can do that all on your display. And there are commands to go with that. And we'll cover a lot of that in my lecture on Braille. uh, uh, It's uh, it's coming up in a number of weeks. and so we'll be covering how to do that because it's quite extensive the the suite of tools that you get, and uh, it, it's it's uh, really uh, something that can can bring Braille into your life in a, in a major way uh, if if you uh, are using one of these devices. Uh, you know, Braille displays aren't the cheapest things on the planet, but. If you can get one, it opens up all of that possibility reading silently uh, in a restaurant. For example, if you wanted to read a a menu uh, and you had it online, uh, you found it on the web. And instead of having someone read you that menu, you could read it yourself uh, and just make your choice, right? And not interrupt the conversation that might be happening before dinner. Um, Screen recognition is is something voiceover has uh, unleashed... Uh, in artificial intelligence into the gestures that uh, and and into the recognition, how it recognizes what's on the screen. And there are three elements to that. And there's a button in settings called recognition uh, that you can go into and you can change how this behaves. So there's, there's text recognition. It will read you text that's on images and things like that Um, on, maybe it's on a photograph. Uh, It will, Scan that text and read it out to you. Um, if if you have this on, um, then there's uh, image description. So it will, if it sees an image uh, that isn't labeled, that doesn't have a alt text for sort a of description or anything, then it will re- it will try and describe the picture to you, um, which can be very helpful. Uh, the other thing is a bit more automatic. Sometimes it's called screen recognition, and it tries to pick out, uh, uh, if an an app isn't properly labeled, some developers don't put a lot of effort into making their apps accessible, but sometimes it's really close. Sometimes you just need to know where, say, the pay now button is or something like that that isn't properly labeled. Well, this feature uh, tries to use artificial intelligence to help recognize different elements, different controls on an app. And every once in a while, it can really save the day Um, unfortunately, uh, sometimes it doesn't recognize that an app has already been made accessible and it it doesn't, uh, always behave well in those circumstances. And sometimes apps that were perfectly usable with screen recognition off, uh, are hard to use or impossible to use with it on. So something you really have to have that feature either permanently off uh, until you need it, um you can uh, turn it on or off within each app. It remembers your preference in each app. So you only have to decide once whether it's more useful on or off. Uh, and there are a couple of ways to to set that. Um, you can have it on your rotor. So you can always turn to it on your rotor. And uh, we described the rotor in the last lecture. Um, and you turn uh, with the two fingers on the screen, you turn right or left. Uh, with with fingers like you're holding a marble between your fingers and have them on the screen and you're just turning left and right like you're turning a knob or a dial and you can turn that rotor to to, to recognition uh, screen recognition and then flick up or down to toggle between on and off and then turn the rotor back to another setting you don't want to accidentally leave it on screen recognition and, and have and gesture and have it come on accidentally so ter- once you're done adjusting that uh turn the rotor away to something like characters or words or something and uh you won't have to worry about uh that and that, that'll help you out of any like if you're adjusting volume with the rotor same deal so turn it to something that uh won't adjust you know as you move it up or down um other than to maybe navigate uh, or something like that um so Yeah. There's, there's the verbosity settings and that is everything from hints that voiceover gives you as you go along the screen to punctuation. How much punctuation do you want to hear? uh, Emojis, whether you want to indicate that this, yes, this is an emoji or this isn't, or maybe you don't really care about emojis at all. So you turn it off, uh, hammer slamming through planet. Uh, You know, uh, that's one I think they should have. Uh, But yeah, you know, it, there's all kinds of ways that you can adjust uh what voiceover uh does. And uh so if if you ever need uh, hints, it's it voiceover hints, especially for beginners. they if you're going along the screen and it's saying things like double tap to do this or uh slide up and down to change values, those are hints and uh voiceover can give you those and they're really handy for beginners. Um, As as you get more advanced, you might want to do without them sometimes. Uh, Some apps make use of hints to divulge information. Games uh, can use this to good effect, among other things. So you want to be able to turn them on and off. I like uh, hints to be in the rotor, one of the options you put in the rotor. But you can also have them in uh, quick settings. Or you can go into settings, go all the way into settings, voiceover uh, accessibility, voiceover verbosity, and uh, change it that way. So there's, like in many things, there's always ways to uh, adjust and, uh, you know, have different uh, ability, ways to get at things. So uh, that's, that's something to keep in mind. Usually there's, there's at least a couple of ways of doing the same thing. Um, in, in voiceover. now if you're all, if you're down in any settings and you're digging deeper, uh, don't don't forget that you're never trapped in anywhere. You can uh, at the very top left of the screen, um, a little down below the status bar, uh, which is at the very, very top, um, you will you will find a back button and you'll get used to sort of putting your finger down there. You can also flick back to the left uh, and eventually get to it. Or you know, turn the rotor to headings and flick upward. And you get to that heading at the top where the speaking rate uh, item is and you click left and you'll quickly get to the back button. Um, so there's a number of ways. Uh, another one is four fingers. You take four fingers, you tap near the top of the screen, and it should go right up to the top. And uh, you should land at that point uh, at, at, at the top of the screen. not sure if you'll necessarily go right to the back button, but you probably will. Uh, so that is uh, is something to uh, to keep in mind. Um, you never stuck anywhere., uh, you can always go back. Uh, and it goes back one level. The back button always gets you one level back out of whatever tree branch on the tree. Like these settings, uh, it's like branches on a tree, right? So if you go into verbosity, that's a whole a branch on this tree of settings, and that's within the branch. Of voiceover settings, which is in, the, you know, it, it goes like that, right? So it's it's um, we'll we'll be looking again and a deep dive into settings uh, later on uh, in in just a, a few weeks. Um, so uh, there's uh, a, a few lectures rather. So th- there's uh, lots of, of stuff there for voiceovers. Uh, quick settings is a, a kind of in some ways it's kind of like an alternative to the rotor. Uh, The rotor can get rather long. You might have to turn a number of times to reach a setting that you want. So one of the things that they've added recently are quick settings. And they are, uh, you can tap four times with two fingers, tap, 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 tap. And that will get you from any app, anywhere you might happen to be, into quick settings. And you can decide uh, what gets put in quick settings There's no reason why you can't have settings in quick settings and on the rotary. You can absolutely do that if you want. But what quick settings offers is a way of getting at a lot of the settings uh, without having to leave the app. So instead of having to go settings, accessibility, voiceover, da, 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 right? You can just do tap, 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 and be right in this strip of settings that you've chosen to be included in quick settings and uh you can then just flick left and right through the different settings double tap or flick up and down to adjust what you want to adjust and then uh leave quick settings there's a done button sort of at the at the beginning near the beginning of the settings or you can just uh do the home gesture and get out of that'll get you out of settings back into your app so it's a very handy way of just adjusting uh, settings. The, the only thing you can't have in there is navigation. That you have to use the rotor to get at the character boards, line, uh, that kind of thing to actually navigate. Um, but for a lot of the things like speaking rate uh, adjusting, uh, switching between voices, you can have the language uh, choices in uh, in the road in the setting, quick settings, um, things like that. Uh, hints on and off, uh, screen recognition on and off. Uh, and that the other advantage of quick settings is there you have to use that four taps to get there it's It's not like the rotor where you can sometimes accidentally uh end up forgetting to turn the rotor for example and and uh, you know flicking up and suddenly finding that you've adjusted speed faster or something like that right so there are advantages to using uh the quick settings, particularly I think for beginners um, to take some of the the load off the rotor. And so you can sort of have an easier time getting at some settings and not accidentally triggering them. So, uh, you know, for setting to choose which settings are on the rotor or in quick settings, it works very similar. You go into the rotor option, uh, in settings, there's a a button called rotor. There's another button called quick settings. You double tap on whichever one you want to adjust. And then you have a list of all the possible options that you can have either on or not on the rotor or in or not in quick settings. Anytime you want a setting to be to show up on the rotor or in quick settings, make sure it's selected. It'll say selected if it is. Uh, if you want to change the status of it, double tap with two, with one finger, just tap, tap. And uh, a single frequency double tap will do that, and it'll change from selected to not selected. If it's, if it's not, if it doesn't say selected, it won't be you know on the rotor or in quick settings, it'll just not be there. So uh, that's that's essentially how you choose what appears on the rotor, what appears in quick settings. And like I say, it's, it's not it, you, you can have a setting in one of these things or the or both. Or neither. Uh, it's it's up to you completely. Uh, I personally wouldn't want to have to always go in, have neither available, and have to go into settings whenever I want to adjust something, especially something like pitch or speed or whatever. But uh, you know, it, that's the beauty of iOS. It, you can really adjust it to suit uh, you know your circumstance. So it's it's uh, there's a lot there. A quick settings is a nice addition. You can also change the order in both in quick settings and in the rotor, you can alter the order that the things appear in. So for example, if you are constantly turning the rotor to get from speed uh, to uh, language, and they're a number of turns apart, you can change the order so that they're close to each other. Um, The other thing is at the top of the rotor is a special spot. Um, If you have the Braille uh, screen input, uh, at the top, or if you have handwriting at the top, those will activate whenever you go into a typing field. Whenever you're in an edit field where you have to enter characters, uh, it will automatically become available. So Braille screen input would just activate, or uh, your the ability to recognize handwriting. Handwriting would just activate, and uh, you can you if you know your print uh, writing, you could write characters with your finger. And it would recognize that. So uh, that kind of thing is it can be helpful if you need to use those special methods of, of entering text. Otherwise, uh you wouldn't want those uh constantly activating. Uh, you know, so you'd want something else in that top spot. Uh audio settings, that's another one uh in, in the settings uh in voiceover. So there are um a couple of different things. Uh, there's audio ducking, which is causes uh, other sounds and media playing to duck, so that you you always will be able to hear voiceover no matter what. You could be in the middle of an action movie and thunderous explosions, and if audio ducking is on, then if you touch your phone, the all the other noise will dumb down, and you'll hear whatever voiceover needs to say really clearly above everything else because all of the rest of it's gotten me- sort of backed away. Um, and uh, that can be, I typically operate with that setting off because it can be problematic in certain circumstances, uh, but it can be easily turned on or off either in the rotor or quick settings. So there's ways of having your cake and eating it too. Um, and, and there are other audio sound related settings. Um, so there are little clicks and ticks and noises that, that offer more information, like when you're moving up and down a line, uh, when you're uh, doing uh, different things, um, touching different active elements, there'll be little clicks to indicate that. So it's important to, uh, you know, those settings are quite useful, uh, even more so when you're using braille potentially and not using speech, uh, because you can do that. You can run voiceover with speech off and then it's just sending Braille input to your Braille display. And that's handy if you don't want to be nattered at when you're reading Braille, right? Because some people, that that can be a distraction. I would fall into that category. If I'm reading a book in Braille, I just want to have Braille and not not have the phone nattering at me. Um, So to do that, to turn speech on and off, there is a a gesture. It's a triple, uh, you tap twice with, uh, three fingers tap tap with three fingers and that will turn your speech on and off so that can be kind of handy and you'll notice with the speech off uh you still get the clicks you still get the sound cues uh as long as you you have those active you don't have to if you don't like the sounds you can deactivate those so you know there's there's lots of of different settings to to adjust in terms of of how voiceover copes with the different things. Um, there's uh, the reset button. If Once you adjust these things, you can adjust commands too. Another key area of voiceover is commands. You can say, you know, I want to use a four-finger four whatever tap. Uh, you can change what gestures do what things. And there are several categories of gestures in the commands, everything from navigating the system to uh, editing text, uh, you can go in and you can change what each gesture does and keyboard command. You, you can change, um, you know, have different keyboard commands for these things. So there's, there's a, it's, a, it's very flexible. If you don't like the default, you can change a lot. Uh, that used to just be possible for Braille display owners. Now it's possible for everybody. Uh, another thing is activities. Uh, you can basically change uh, set sort of like JAWS configurations where if you have a certain kind of activity and you want uh, maybe the voice to slow down or you want some other behavior to happen whenever you open a certain app, you want voiceover to behave differently, you can set activities and tie them into trigger when certain circumstances happen, when you run an app, when you're doing something particular. Or you can just have it on, on the rotor and flick between different activities manually instead of having them activate automatically. So it's a very, another element of of flexibility that will speed things up if, if you need, if you don't want to have to make all these changes every time you go and do a certain thing. Uh, so there's, there's a lot built in, uh, to this screen reader and, One of the things I'm very grateful for is after the command section, there is a reset button. If you do too much in terms of changes and you can't remember you've made a mess of it, you know, as you've experimented with different gestures, you can always reset to factory defaults, and that won't, uh, you know, that that won't undo anything else. It just it's strictly a voiceover thing. It'll reset all the gestures back to their original. Uh, default configuration from Apple uh, and that uh, you know that could be helpful if your circumstances change um, you know there's there's a few gestures also that have added on uh, there are two different methods of navigation now too there's grouped navigation and flat navigation and the Those of us who've used VoiceOver for years we're used to flat navigation where everything is its own element and you're flicking left and right between different things, or you're feeling around on the screen to get close and then flicking to uh, different things. Uh, but some, sometimes uh, things are grouped visually, and uh, you can use the group navigation to basically go in and out of groups and, uh, and sort of be a bit more constrained into, into operating. If you're in a group, you do that with a two-finger flick right or flick left, And to get in and out of a group, respectively, and you can then uh, basically, uh, you know, examine in. in, If you're in a group, uh, then you you can, uh, you know, flick to the right or left, and you go through all the all the things that belong to that group. Uh, The weather app has a number of groups. And you could uh, look at, say, every, all the information pertaining to temperature, or all the information about air quality, uh, something like that. Right? It's all they're all in kind of separate grouped uh, sections that you know, that you can jump between uh, with group navigation. I tend to prefer flat navigation. I don't tend to do a lot with groups, uh, but every once in a while they, they come in handy, as as is true of a lot of these things. So, yeah, we have uh, there's. So much packed in to voiceover. The rotor is huge. Uh, the rotor is almost a must learn. Um, there's there's so many things that you can do: uh, navigating, uh, selecting, copying, pasting text. Uh, all of that is is done largely through the rotor. So, as as glad as I am that people have alternatives to uh, like quick settings that they can do for some things like adjusting voice and adjusting speech settings and such. Uh, I really encourage everyone to, to take the time to learn the rotor, get comfortable with the rotor because it's your, it's a godsend in terms of, of speeding up productivity, of, of letting you get things done. Uh, it, it becomes very intuitive once you're past the, how does this kind of all go stage, right? It, it takes, uh, cause it's, this whole business of learning to navigate on a flat screen and do things without clear buttons to push and things that are all packed out It's, it, it's a different thing. And, uh, you know, voiceover does a lot to it. It's a combination screen reader interface. It's both. And that, you know, once, once you learn the conventions, once you get used to how it, it sort of operates uh, it, 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 it feels more intuitive. It's one of these things that kind of creeps up on you you know you start learning it and you start sort of finding out what it can do and then all of a sudden you realize wow i can do so much now and uh it's it's odd how that happens it's it's uh it just takes you by surprise uh quick nav mode is another one of these little things uh that's really handy for keyboard users um if you're using a bluetooth keyboard there are key commands for everything you can learn to control Voiceover completely with the keyboard. Uh, I would kind of encourage you to at least try to learn the screen gestures, uh, you know, and get confident with those. I think it does work faster. But if you have a good memory for keyboard commands, uh, you could really do a lot. And and of course, that lets you do things like have your iPhone in your pocket while your keyboard's on your lap, and you could just you know you know travel that way and do work and things. But quick nav is a basic way of, if you activate the mode, you do that by pressing uh, the left and right arrow on the Bluetooth keyboard. You can then hit different things like H for heading. Uh, letters will will have different meanings because you're navigating, right? It's all about navigating. So if you, you're typing uh, different characters to jump between elements of a page, uh, you can easily sort of uh, navigate uh, websites or different things with with quick nav, uh, different elements of the app, things like that. Um, you, you can sort of go between them more easily with uh, with quick nav and quickly. And then when you need to type, of course, you need to get out of quick nav and, and back into where where the, the letters actually are letters and behave as such. Um, so that's again, it's a toggle. So it's the left and right arrow. You just hit them both together down, click, and it will deactivate. It gives a little up and down tone. Again, that's a sound cue, right? One of those voiceover sounds uh, that tells you I'm in quick nav mode or I'm out of quick nav mode. So you know, they're important for things like that as, as well. Um, and also there are sound cues for things like when apps are opening, uh, things thing you hear a little click, you know, little noises that tell you that something is opening, something is, is happening. There's a tap, a click sound when you double tap something and it activates, there's a little tick that happens to tell you. Uh, and these things, there is tactile feedback available as well. You can decide to, to have that on or off at your discretion. It does use up a bit more battery, but it, not not substantial. Um, so that's something that, again, you can decide and, and choose how strong that is. Um, so it, it's yet another feedback uh, circumstance that, that can really help, uh, especially I would imagine in combination with Braille. Uh, if you don't want speech going all the time, then those little, Actile feedbacks as you're using the screen, I I would think would be pretty helpful uh, for Braille users as they're trying to do everything with the display. Um, So that is uh, uh, this focus issues. Sometimes as you're going along, uh, voiceover will lose focus. This is not a perfect system. Um, There are uh, things where if it it will lock up or it will lose focus on apps and uh, things like that. Uh, and it, it, sometimes the only way to get back running is to turn it all the way off. Uh, and that's why I recommend you set up the shortcut uh, that triple clicking of the action button uh, on the right side of your phone, the physical button there. Uh, you you click it three times, and if you have the accessibility shortcut set to VoiceOver. Uh, then it will turn off voiceover, uh, and that that lets it get past the log jam, whatever's caused it to lock up. And then you click it back on again, so it's click click click, it comes back on, or you can you know tell Siri to turn it on and off um, and it will then uh, be back to normal and hope and you won't have had to leave your app or anything. Hopefully you'll be able to get back exactly to where you were doing uh you voiceover would lose its place, of course. Um, but you'd be able to touch in the app and get quickly back uh to what you're doing if that happens. So you know eventually we'll all do something that causes that. It's it's pretty much inevitable. Um and some apps are just not uh accessible. Some of them just cannot will not work with voiceover uh and you'll be just stuck uh unus- with an app that you can't use uh That will absolutely happen at some point um so you know think of voiceover is it it's matured a lot over like i've i've been using an iPhone for twelve years now, and uh, it's crazy to think that uh but that's that's where i am and it's it's been voiceover has has learned a lot, but it's they're in a bit of an arms race because these iPhones keep getting more complex. Uh, the graphics capabilities increase. Sighted people love to look at things. And they don't always think in terms of accessibility. So, uh, you know, voiceover does an awful lot, uh, but it's it's not going to be perfect. You are going to run into disappointing situations and lockups and uh, things that uh, aren't fun to deal with. So just just be aware of that going in, and the advantage is, of course, that we don't have to pay for maintenance costs; it's just included in the iOS updates. Uh, the disadvantage being, sometimes we, we're going to have to wait a long time for features to be, for bugs to be fixed, for trouble spots to be dealt with. And it's a matter of, of reporting bugs. If enough people report an issue, uh, it tends to get dealt with quicker. Uh the problem is sometimes, you know, older issues get 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 forgotten about. And you know, there are things also where you can uh you'll see all these other things get updated and fixed. And then you know, voiceover, particularly braille display uh problems tend to languish a while before they're fixed. Um so the more specialized your needs are the more likely you are to run into these spots where uh, the company, it's not like a third party screen reader whose only purpose is to make your life easier and to, to work as well as possible. Accessibility is, is kind of an important part of a very big picture for Apple. So sometimes you know, there, there are pressures that militate against having everything as smooth, smoothly accessible as one might wish. Um, and there's, you know, for every, you know, we, you know, I was just looking, for example, at, uh, mental wellness apps and what was accessible with voiceover and what wasn't. And, you know, a a sighted person can just go in and grab an app and it will just work, uh, for them. Uh, and then it's just a matter of, do I like this app or not? Do I, is it meeting my needs for us? There's that third, is it accessible question? Is it usable? How practical is this? Is it usable but painful? Do I have to jump through a whole bunch of different things to get things done in this app, right? There's, there are all those questions that we have to contend with um, that sighted people won't. So uh, that's that's one thing to keep in mind as you're using VoiceOver and learning all these different things is it, 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 you will run into – some. sometimes it will be – you know, what something you're doing wrong in terms of the gesture. Uh, But sometimes it won't be. Sometimes it will be just a malfunction, a bug in the screen reader that hasn't gotten fixed or a problem with that particular app that is not behaving well with voiceover. And that could be because the developer uh, legitimately doesn't care. There are some developers who are just, I don't care about blind people. I'm looking, you know, I don't have time for this. And there are others that are just unaware not that they don't want us as part of their audience. They don't know we can do stuff on the iPhone, right? So sometimes, uh, reaching out to a developer, telling them about voiceover will cause change to happen, will cause them to become aware of the possibilities and uh, change their app so that it works well with voiceover. So if you run into trouble, uh, it, it could be worth doing. You know, Give developers feedback. Uh, go to applevis.com uh, that's a good uh, place to go to get help. That's A-P-P-L-E-V as in Victor, I-S, like vision, dot com. Uh, it's a whole uh, volunteer community set up by blind people to help with issues uh, and to help people use Apple products better uh, as blind people. So it's it's a good place to know about. And uh, it, uh, it has a lot of, of very useful guides, tutorials, podcasts, uh, forums where you can ask questions of other people who've probably experienced the same frustrations that you have. And, uh, you know, it's it's a, a good, I think all beginners should go to that site and, and sort of look through, uh, and it has, of course, lots and lots on voiceover, right? Because it's it's a place where everyone on, the, on that site is basically using voiceover. So, that, you know, they'll have likely experienced anything that you have uh, found that hasn't worked for you um so yeah we're in an interesting place uh with with voiceover now there are some new some focus issues and things and places where it's not working as well and uh you know i it, the best advice i can give in terms of full, of protecting yourself against crashes is be sure to set up that uh, 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 the accessibility shortcut go into settings accessibility Voice, uh, go down to the very end of accessibility and you get to accessibility shortcut and set that to voiceover. And I would encourage you not to have anything else but voiceover in that shortcut because unfortunately what happens is when, when you activate the shortcut, the first thing it tries, it, it asks is what service do you, like if you have multiple services, I tried this with my hearing aid um, devices and it, the first thing it asks, is, do, but we can't hear it ask the question and respond to it because voiceover isn't talking yet. So, yeah, for blind people, the only thing that should be on that shortcut is voiceover. And I would almost say that, that 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 should that should be the almost one of the first things you do after getting your phone set up is go to in in the accessibility set that shortcut to voiceover so that you can turn it on and off uh, easily uh, in in uh, any circumstance, uh, regardless if you're online or not um theory should be better at that now as well in most cases if you just tell somebody turn on voiceover or turn off voiceover it should do it uh, but just be aware uh it, it i i think it's good to have that physical home button there uh, the shortcut uh, action button to trigger that and and just turn on and off voiceover physically like that um so hopefully uh that gives people some idea of, of all the di- the different things th- we've, we've covered a lot here in these lectures and there's, there's more, like my book goes into other, other things as well. Uh, so, uh, that's where I'll, I'll, uh, leave this in terms of the podcast. And then we can get into, uh, some questions and the answers for people and hopefully people who are listening to the podcast will have enough to, to get started with voiceover and, uh, and start using, trying different things and, uh, and exploring. And there's, there's lots of, of exciting stuff you'll be able to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Michael. And for those listening on the podcast, we thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to session number six of the Unseen Touchscreen Course tune in again a month from now for session seven and if you'd like to join us personally we encourage you to go over to gttprogram.blog there's all kinds of information there about how you can join us on the zoom call thank you for listening to the gtt podcast from the canadian council of the blind there are many ways to get in touch with us you can call us toll free at one eight seven seven. Three zero four zero nine six eight. You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to support plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.blog.